1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologos. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is always a pleasure to be alongside Ray Lance of USA Wealth Group, who uh, is looking mighty fine this morning, folks. I want you to know that. And does a lot of great things in the community. And you explain the tie. Good morning, Ray. <laughs> Good morning, Phil. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Sunday morning with Money Wise. And this morning we can actually call it Money Wise with the Money Guys because Peter Lance is also joining me this morning. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. And I do not have my tie on. I'm wearing my full full uh, onesie pajama set. Super <laughs> Superman. But your dad does. Nice try. <laughs> you have a nice tie on. Yes, this is actually um, a, a dark navy blue tie with some little gold symbols on it, which is... Uh, Actually, it's a past master Masonic symbol. I wore it this morning. That is so awesome. For Beautiful. several reasons. Yeah. But uh, welcome to Money Wise, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. Phil, you're looking in good form this morning. Thank you, sir. Likewise. And you're in good voice. And uh, Peter, you're looking good also. Thank you. You got Mr. get rid of most of your beard, so now you just have this little, what do you call that, soul patch? Exactly. Soul like, patch. Think Stevie, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Love it. <laughs> I have no idea who Stevie Ravon is. I'm sorry. Best guitarist of all time. Oh, okay. Did he have a soul patch? He did. Okay, so you wear that in memory of him? No, but uh, <laughs> I just I just like it. I've always had it. I've had it since I was probably uh, well, couldn't have it in the Marine Corps days. So would have been 2002. Since then, I've had it. It's sort of like having a very short beard and misplaced. Thank you. Who's who? Name one of your favorite artists, music. Oh, uh, Willie Nelson, for sure. Uh, superb guitarist. Absolutely superb guitarist. Yeah. He's a magician on the guitar. Yeah. Does he have a beard? Does Willie have a beard? Long hair, beard, everything. But I don't think Willie Nelson has a beard. At least he's got long hair and ponytails and stuff, but I don't remember him having a beard. Braids. Oh, yeah. Those braids. Braids. Yep. Sure. My father is Mr. Conservative Haircut and... No facial hair and always frowns upon me having anything other than a short haircut and fully clean shaven. Well, that's because we both spent time in the Marine Corps, Pete. And I mean, they teach you about those things in the Marine Corps. Remember happy, that first happy haircut? Happy birthday, too. Happy birthday to the Marine Corps. Just passed. No, actually, it's no. in November. What happened just a, a week ago? Are the Marine Corps formed or something like that? I heard. Oh, you might be uh, reading articles about the, uh, well, no, actually, because the formation of the Marine Corps is November 10th, yeah. 1775. Hmm. Correct, Pete? Right. Tun Tavern. Yep. Yeah. Tun Tavern in Philadelphia. Yeah. And do you know why the Marines were first created? No. Be- because we were having problems in the Middle East with Muslim Barbary, Barbary pirates. Yeah. Barbary Coast, yeah. And what happened is that all the various nations who wanted to conduct trade in the Mediterranean Sea, including our very young United States, which hadn't quite been formed, Mm. we, um, everybody had to pay what they called tributes, so, which are really bribes. If you wanted to conduct trade in that area, the pirates would come out, and if you paid the required amount of tributes, they let you pass through. If you didn't and you didn't have the money, they would confiscate the ship, kill people, take all the cargo, and so forth. And once that happened a few times, Thomas Jefferson 
was really responsible for forming the Marines, Thomas Jefferson, said, we're not going to take this any longer. And he instructed the Navy to create Marines and make sure that our ships were going to be protected. So yeah. that's where the shores of Tripoli comes sure. from, from the halls of Montezuma to in Mexico the to the of shores of Tripoli. So in today's uh, shipping industry, I know it's still a problem, these pirates uh, confiscating cargo and whatnot. Right. Although that's been less in the news lately. That's mostly on the east coast of Africa. In places like Somalia, a lot of the pirates came out of Somalia. But it absolutely does still happen, and what a lot of these large um, shipping companies are doing are hiring ex-military to be on the ship uh, as security, and they literally have um, shifts where they're on for eight hours and off for eight hours and, and constantly monitoring what's going on around them, and they are, you know, they have M16s and everything else, and I've seen a lot of YouTube videos of these little 13-foot Boston Whaler-type boats come flying up to these large tankers, and uh, you know they warn them, and then eventually they open fire the the hired uh, security guards. Well, if you saw the movie Captain Phillips with go. Tom Hanks, it was an yeah. excellent movie. It was based on a true story, and at that point in time, there really wasn't any protection. Uh, you weren't right. allowed under the rules of commerce, I guess, to carry weapons. Which right. makes no sense. They were using hoses to try to wash the guys off the side of the ships. Incredible. And he was somewhat of a local man. From Maine, from the yeah, state of Maine. Somewhat, yeah. And he was home for a while after he was captured and then rescued by the United States Navy, the SEALs, um, who did use weapons to take out the pirates. Uh, really a great movie, Captain Phillips, if you have a chance to see it. But... Um, in any event, uh, it just made no sense to me at all why you couldn't just have a few weapons on the ship, have a few sharpshooters. None sure. of this would have ever happened. Exactly. But I digress. Yes, we went no off on a way. very large tangent there. <laughs> <laughs> but From the no Barbary way. pirates to the Somalia pirates. <laughs> but a lot of interesting things happen in the world. And, you know, I just think that... Hell, you need to stand up and take care of yourself. I think that's important, whether it's as a country as a whole or a community as a whole. You need to protect yourself. Or as a family. I would like to start out. Yes, we're going to talk about protecting your family. Our main topic today, ladies and gentlemen, by the way, is going to be FICO scores. And why is that important to you? Did you know, for example, Phil, that 90%, 90 of every single lending decision made in this country is based upon looking at your credit score or your FICO score. Mm, interesting. Whether you buy a car, a house, anything you want to purchase mm-hmm. um, is dependent upon your FICO score. So, Even it's, more than that, there are some companies that will not hire you if you have a very low mm. uh, credit score. Mm-hmm. Wow. And there are certainly, if you're looking to uh, rent or lease a property, either for you know home or commercial use, if you have a low FICO score, then you could be denied that as well. And the basis for that really is because it it really doesn't matter sometimes what your income is or your total expenses. The FICO score paints a real story about every one of you listening today because it tells how do you handle credit? Do you pay your bills on time? So that's a very good point, Pete. If you're a landlord and you want to do a credit report, you're going to pick up somebody's FICO score. And that's going to be a measure of whether they really take care of paying their rent on time and their bills on time. So we're gonna, we've got a lot of good information about that particular subject. 
But I'd like to start out with some really good news for Mm -hmm. our community. A big shout-out, a big congratulations to the country of Portugal soccer team for winning the Euro 2016 final. I mean, this is even a big story in the Wall Street Journal that I read faithfully. Huge, And certainly very big in our community. But what an exciting event in overtime. Uh, Gosh, and their key player was sidelined with injury and couldn't perform. Ray, last Monday, you couldn't even walk along the the, – right after the game, uh, it was last Sunday, you could not walk – you know where Rite Aid is on a Kushner Avenue? Sure. It looked like Times Square. (laughs) Oh, yes. No, it's amazing. I mean, it's an amazing celebration in our community, uh, which is – Predominantly Portuguese. Fireworks going off all all throughout the night. <laughs> so did I. Yep, I did also. Huge win. I've always anyway. wanted to. I won't do it, but I've always wanted to do one of those long go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can still do that, Pete. We'll let you do that. Just not on the radio. But the interesting thing was uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, who's the biggest star on the Portuguese team, had to leave the game early with an injured knee yep. and couldn't participate. And anyways, with a 0-0 score, the game went into extra time, and Portugal beat France 1-0 to to win its first major championship. Euro final. Big, 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 big event. So one of the team members uh, said after the game, um, Portugal defender uh, Pepe said, um, even though Ronaldo had to leave the game in the 25th minute of the game, he said, but we were warriors on the pitch. We said that we would win it for him. Mm-hmm. So the team was still fired up to win. Anyway, great result, great victory. Yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. Absolutely. So let's jump in and talk about FICO scores. Every single person listening today has a FICO score. In fact, you may have three separate credit scores as well. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about what you need to do if you think you have a low FICO score and you want to improve it, you need to have a plan, obviously, in place. Right. Um, but we've got lots and lots of material. You know, I'd like to uh, mention right at the very beginning of this particular show that you can get information online about FICO scores, obviously, but we're also happy to give you some really outstanding reports on what you can do to improve your credit score uh, your FICO score. Uh, FICO, F-I-C-O, by the way, stands for Fair Isaacs, which is the name of the company that created it. And obviously nobody's going to remember that, so they created FICO. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk about some of the ways that FICO scores are used. I mentioned that 90% of every single lending decision in this country is based upon your FICO score. Is it important? You bet it is. It's real important. Um, And this is true whether you buy a car. You know, I have to give you a story about when I bought a car. This is a little tip. It's a little bit out of place. But here's what happens when you go to buy a car. And here's what you should do and what you shouldn't do. So you're interested and you want to know whether you can afford to buy the car or not and whether you have a, a good enough credit. Uh, If you have a low FICO score, it means you're going to pay a higher interest. It's going to cost you more money. Typically, the car dealer will find a source for you to place your loan with, um, even for people with bad credit. So it's not going to stop you from getting 
the uh, being able to buy a car, but it's going to mean you're going to pay more money for it. Sometimes much more. Yeah. Yep. And the other thing that happens with uh, a lot of car dealerships, I think we should do a show about buying cars. We should, and actually and finish some... your story, and then I was going to relate yeah, I'll, something. I'll finish my story first. So my story is this. I went to a local car dealership. I'm not going to mention it. And I was interested in a particular vehicle, but I was really just shopping. Uh, and this impacted me personally. And the first thing they say when they think you're interested in it was, well, let's see what you might qualify for. And let me take your license. Don't give up your license. You can shop with local credit unions, local banks. You can shop online. Or you can find out what are the rates that you're offering. Um, every car dealer will make extra money uh, if you use credit sources that they're sponsoring because they get a percentage of whatever you're paying as well. Um, so just remember that you've got multiple ways you can finance a car. Don't jump at the first thing. So my number one recommendation is don't give me a license. Say, no, I'm not quite ready to make that yet. I'll be happy to talk to your finance people. Yeah, that's um, a good But I'd not, good like point. to know who do, you, who do you loan with, what companies do you loan with, and what are the rates, and what do I need for down payment? Because I'm going to shop on my own as well and get the best rate that I can possibly get. Wow, you're smart. You need to be smart and plan ahead and know what your credit score is and know what rates you would qualify for with your credit score. Um, I did automotive sales for a very short period of time. Uh, it was just not in my nature to enjoy it. I'm, I'm not a high-pressure salesperson, um, and a lot of that is, you know, what can I do to get you into the car today kind of thing. Um, I will not mention the company. I do not know what other dealerships do. However, the used dealership that I worked for up in the Boston area, it was a high-end used, used car dealership. Um, at one point, they had me pulling credit for some people. And, you know, these people would qualify for, say, I don't remember at the time. This is so long ago, seven, eight years ago at least. Uh, they would say, well, this person qualifies for a 4% loan. And I told that to my boss, and he was the only boss and the only owner. And he said, well, tell them that they qualify for 12%. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> and How interesting. So, I, again, I don't know. I can't speculate to any other dealerships, but you really need to be prepared and know your credit score in advance so you're protecting yourself because they're not looking out for you. You're looking out for, you need to look out for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a really good point, Pete. Um, the ideal thing to do would be to know what your credit score is even before you set foot on the car dealer's lot. Right. Because now you can say to them, well, my credit score is 750 or whatever it happens to be. And what's the best interest rate I could get with that I would credit even score? I would say that rate. You know what? I would keep it secret and say, you know what? I know what my credit score is. You can do a whole lot better with the interest rate than what you're giving me. Well, let me go back and just complete this little story I started to tell. So I went into this car dealer. I didn't give them my license, mm -hmm. but they said they wanted to check and find out what particular company I could qualify for. And I ended up not buying a car at that dealership. But that was quite a number of years ago I did this. And later I went back home and looked at my credit report and discovered that they had run my name with about 15 different mm -hmm. lending institutions. Oh. You know what that does? It lowers your credit score. No kidding. Absolutely. So you need to control the process when you're buying a car. Don't let them go and run your credit report. Find out what their rates are. Know your own credit score, but also check some other places on your own 
don't worry, they'll hold the car for you. I mean, even $50 or $100, they'll hold the car for you, and you won't be obligated. But and that is shopping. important, that if you are going to look for, I mean, we again, we could do probably a whole show on car buying, but if you are um, going to allow them to run your credit and try to get approved for a loan, through them, you need to make sure that you tell them, I only want it run, you know, with three different companies. I don't want it run by 15 because wow. the more it runs, it, the, the more pings and the more it lowers your score. So Peter had some good points um, about a landlord situation, a rental situation. Most landlords today, if you want to rent a place, they, they want to check your background. They want to check not only references, right. but they want to check your, your credit score and find out, do you pay your bills on time? Right. So I'm going to come back to this point one more time. Then we're going to jump on to some real specifics of this. Uh, credit scores help people uh, decide whether to approve you and what terms and what interest rates you're going to qualify for. Uh, so if you want to apply for a credit card. How about if you want to apply for a student loan? There are a lot of people applying for student loans. The interest rate, uh, first of all, the approval on the student loan is going to be based upon a credit check and it's going to be based on a FICO score. But so also will be the interest amount that you're going to pay. So again, we're going to talk a little bit about some ideas for students mm -hmm. um, and what they should do. Yeah. So obviously it goes without saying that the higher your FICO score, the better you are. And, and oh, three years ago I had my credit score pretty high. It was the highest it's ever been. And I got a really low interest rate on a brand new vehicle. It was like 1.9%. Right. Uh, local credit union. I won't say the name, but uh, check out your local credit unions because they can sometimes have very low. I, every time I go to Bank of America to make a deposit, they say, hey, that's a nice Jeep. What's your interest rate? And I tell them and they say, oh, no, we can't touch that. Uh, <laughs> now, does your credit go up after all of those 15 pings that you were talking about? It will eventually. Eventually? Yeah, there's a whole time sequence that we're going to, to mention here. So the higher your FICO score, though, the better. Um and credit scores generally range from 300 to 850, 850 obviously being the highest. And I've had people in my office before telling me that they had um, scores up in that range. You can go up as high as 900. Um, a poor score is considered if you're 580 or below. A fair score is 580 to 669. And I can tell you that if you want to get an SBA loan, for example, generally you have to be looking at 620 or higher. A good score is considered 670 to 739. Very good is 740 to 799. And exceptional is 800 plus. So that's a quick range. Um, all this information is available in reports that we're happy to provide free of cost, no obligation. If anybody wants to get in touch with our office, 508-998-8858. We'll be happy to send these articles to you. I mean, it's something that everybody should know. And that, so, go ahead. No, I was just going to say something else that's important to know is that even if your credit score is very good, if you go out and apply for a bunch of different things, uh, it will lower your score. Um, you know, my score was very high. It's still decent, but it did uh, lower uh, by a decent amount because we bought a house. Uh, less than a year later, we refinanced that house because mortgage rates came down. I bought my uh, Jeep. I co-signed on my wife's car. Uh, you know, so there were a lot of different things that I applied for and was approved for, but because of that, it actually lowered my score. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So the average score in the country, the average FICO score is 695, and anything that's over 670 is considered to be 
very average, but most lenders will also consider that to be a good score. So you can have more than one FICO score. Um, you can have more than one report, one score from different credit rating agencies. Yeah. Um, different lenders use different versions of FICO scores, and you're not always going to know that. But you can find out sometimes the right FICO score for the kind of credit or the type of credit that you're going to be seeking. Um, we've got three major credit reporting bureaus in this country, uh, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. And they also they all use slightly different versions of FICO scores. And um, when you apply for certain mortgages with one financial institution, they might use just the Experian report or just the Equifax report, for example. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit all over the place. How do I apply or how do I get my own score? Well, there's a, a number of ways we're going to talk about doing that. I might as well give you some of that information right now. Uh, you can go and get, first of all, you want to get your credit report because your credit report tells you other things other than just your FICO score. So you can get a free report from TransUnion and Experian, and they also offer a free credit score. As an example, TransUnion uh, has something called Credit Karma, spelled with a K, dot com. It's a free report, but it's only going to give you one FICO score. Uh, you can go to Experian, and they use something called Credit Sesame, or Credit Sesame. Uh, that's also free. So from the two of the three major credit reporting bureaus, you can get a free report. Okay. And you're entitled to get a free report every year, once a year, under consumer laws. I, I will tell you that uh, Credit Karma is outstanding, even though they only use one um, credit reporting agency for your score. Uh, it's free. There are some companies out there online or places that you're supposed to call where you, they, they will help you with your credit uh, that appear to be free, but you have to enter a credit card, and after a certain amount of time, they'll charge a credit card. Credit Karma is truly free. I've used it for years. Um, you know, I go on it all the time, and they actually give you a grade, A, B, C, D, or F, on every single one of your um, you know, credit reporting scores and, and what they all mean. Um, they also will email me anytime my credit score changes, whether it's a positive change or a negative change. They will send me an email and say, hey, your, your uh, credit score has changed. Uh, they monitor any suspicious activity. Um, so I, I highly recommend Credit Karma. There are also some of your major credit cards, uh, like I have a, a Capital One card. You, they have the same type of thing where you can, as part of the service uh, for paying for their credit card, they have their own credit reporting um, site on uh, CapitalOne.com that does the same type of thing. It's, it's, a, it's a bit uh, um, scattered around the country, but it's not terribly complicated. We can, again, tell you information over the phone or ship you some information to show you how to get your credit score. But it's, it's seriously important to every single person listening today. Mm -hmm. And Credit Karma will actually give you uh, tips on how to increase your score, and uh, every month they give you updated tips and advice on how to increase your score and, and make your credit more valuable to you. Just before the break, I want to mention one other one. The other major credit reporting service, which is, which is called Equifax, you have to pay to get your FICO score from them. And you can sign into a program that can be as much as $14.95 a month for a whole year, and they'll give it to you every month. But that's a lot of money to lay up. 
Uh, you can purchase it on a one-time basis for, you know, various fees and so forth. But um, when we come back after the break, we're going to talk about what do you do if you have a low score? How can you improve it? How long does it take to build up your score again? And we're going to talk about what if you're in a hurry? What if you want to buy a house and you've just made some payments on credit cards to help improve your credit score? Mm-hmm. There's something called rapid rescoring. So we're going to come back and talk about that in one minute. We have so much to tell you about, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. And how do um, our listeners get a hold of the offers that you already uh, gave out? Well, they can call us at 508-998-8858, or they can visit us at usawealthgroup.com. Yeah. Uh, you can make an appointment and see us at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth, and uh, we're happy to do that. I mean, this is good information, and as I said, you don't make a financial decision in this country, lenders don't, without looking at your FICO score. So when we come back right after the break, we're going to tell you how do you do these things specifically. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to MoneyWise, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this morning, besides listening to Ray Lance, you're also listening to Peter Lance. Um, he's a distant relative of mine that I've known for about 40 years. You look alike. We look alike. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Yes, somebody recently told me that I was looking more and more like you. I said, so that means that I'm looking older? (laughs) Well, it's a scary thought in any event, isn't it? Well, you know, Robert Kiyosaki once said, when I was young, people lived paycheck to paycheck. Today, it seems like they live from credit card payment to credit card payment. (laughs) It's true, unfortunately, isn't it? Well, we are talking about credit this morning. We're not talking about um, things like what to do with your credit cards per se. We've talked about that a lot in the past, but we are talking about what can you do specifically to have a better FICO score because it's going to mean thousands and thousands of dollars to you in terms of lower interest rates. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you had mentioned on the show probably two years ago, which I wonder if any of our listeners have ever done, which is to put your credit cards in a Tupperware container with water and freeze them. That was one of the strangest tips I'd ever heard, and I can't imagine anybody actually doing that. Oh, I think it's a great tip. I do it in these containers that make actual ice cubes, Yeah. so that when I put a nice cube with my credit card into it in my drink at night, um, I can watch it slowly melt as I'm drinking. Put no Kool-Aid in it, though. That's just a joke, obviously. I don't really do that. But no, I I do know some people that have actually frozen their credit cards, and it, it works. Uh, there's a financial reporter who's uh, very much on the uh, religious side of things also, Dave Ramsey, who wrote, there are no shortcuts when it comes to getting out of debt. And then Louis Anderson also wrote, we all think we're going to get out of debt. It's one of the favorite resolutions. So probably the three most important resolutions on New Year's Day are, I'm going to lose weight, mm-hmm. I'm going to get out of debt, and right. what do you think the third one might be? Are we quitting smoking? Oh, maybe quitting smoking. Yeah. Okay. All right. We won't mention anything else on the air <laughs> that we shouldn't. <laughs> it's Sunday. <laughs> it is Sunday, after all. Susie Orman is one of my favorite commentators and teachers, and she said, your goal should be to pay off your credit card bills in full at the end of each month and then set aside money towards your emergency savings. For any of you who have access to a computer and are somewhat tech savvy, uh, you should 
Google or YouTube, uh, Steve Martin Saturday Night Live credit card uh, debt skit. It was it was just one of the funniest skits I'd ever seen. I will. Um, he's sitting there at the table with his wife, and they're saying, well, how can we afford these bills? These credit card bills are just adding up and up and up. And the guy comes in, he says, you should read my new book. You shouldn't buy anything unless you can afford it. <laughs> and they, they're so perplexed by that, they're saying, but wait, we want, we want this now. How can we get this now? Should we put it on credit? And the guy says, no, you should save up and wait until you can afford it. <laughs> well, unfortunately, that's the mentality for too many people in this country. We have... Uh, record high debt in this country and not enough money put aside for retirement, which is what we do a lot in our office. I'd like to give you something else because we're talking about FICO scores this this morning, ladies and gentlemen. A couple of other quotations from Susie Orman. I have always advocated doing everything possible to pay off credit card balances. It's good financial management and it's the ticket to a strong FICO credit score. So in just a moment, we're going to get real specific on how we do this. She also said, late payments also hurt your FICO score and never, ever take out a cash advance on your credit card. Mm-hmm. So if you're in that situation where you can't afford it, um, you really shouldn't be getting it. There's a difference between needs and wants. There's a lot of, thing, a lot of things that we want, but we don't always need them. Right. Right, Pete? Sure. <laughs> no, come on, say no, that. No, I think that that's absolutely the case. I think most of the things that people think that they need, it's really more of a want. So how are, um, how's, how are credit scores calculated? Um, first of all, it comes from the credit data that's on your credit reports. Peter's smiling over here. <laughs> right, Pete? <laughs> that's right. I'm distracted. Well, we don't want you to be distracted this morning. But the fact is that a FICO score is a composition of Um, a lot of things. So let me just tell you the basics. 30% of your FICO score is based on the amount of debt that you have. 15% is based on the length of your credit history. 10% is based upon whether you've taken out new credit recently. Uh, 35%, so more than one-third of your FICO score is based upon your payment history. Do you pay your bills on time? So it's not just one measure like do you pay your bills on time. It's how much debt do you have? Do you pay on time? How long have you had credit? Do you, have you taken out new credit recently? And then the last 10% is just a credit mix. So with that as a background, um, let's talk about some specifics of what can you do to improve your credit score. And number one thing is, um, absolutely number one thing is pay, pay on time. Payment history is 35%. And uh, use your credit cards uh, smartly. But how do you know how you're doing? The first thing you've got to do is you've got to check your credit reports. And there are two major credit reporting bureaus, as we've said, that will give you a free report. Um, you can also go into um, annualcreditreport.com. That's a free service, too. So you should write some of these things down if you have an opportunity. Annualcreditreport.com will give you a free credit report. Sometimes it'll be from one bureau only. Sometimes it might be from two. Um, It's hard to get all three. I actually haven't looked at that for a while. It might be all three. But you won't necessarily get FICO scores on that. You'll sometimes have to pay extra money to do that. But you need to know um, what your credit report says, number one. And number two, then you need to get your FICO scores. 
So there's those two things. If you don't have that, then you don't know what you need to improve and what you need to do. With regards to the paying on time, that is the most, uh, the single most important thing that you can do to make sure that your credit score, you know, increases. And my wife and I have a system that we started, oh, probably at least a year ago that we have found to, that works just very well with us. We use an Excel spreadsheet. And every single month, uh, we have all the, the monthly bills on the Excel spreadsheet. Uh, there's a section that says Jen's bills. There's this section that says Peter's bills. And then there's the, the uh, reoccurring bills for the household, as well as what's called the auto deducts, which are all the bills that are deduct deducted automatically every month. So there's four different sections. And every single time we pay one of those monthly bills, we just put an X next to it. And uh, that's a good way to track it and make sure because you can't just rely always on the bills that are coming to your mail. Things get lost in the mail, and once you get them into your house, you know, they might get lost on the counter or underneath something else. Uh, I also take that one step further, and I have a smartphone, as most people do nowadays, and I have all of my regular monthly bills uh, as a reminder in my smartphone two or three days before they're actually due. And so what happens is I'll get an alert and it'll say, pay Capital One, uh, pay Jeep, whatever. And this is two or three days before it's actually due. And I do not hit dismiss. So it will continue to remind me until I actually say, ah, I got to get this done and pay it. So put some reminders in your phone, have an Excel spreadsheet, whatever you need to do to make sure that you're paying the uh, monthly bills on time. Those are really good tips, Pete. Those are really good pointers. And uh, one of them in particular uh, I was going to mention is that if you can pay certain things automatically out of your bank account without having to do anything, then you're going to make your payments on time. You're not going to get late payments, which sometimes involve a late charge as well. And, uh, but it, it does involve some discipline. You need to have a plan, and it sounds like you and Jen have a plan in place, not only for tracking what you're spending, but then having auto pay and auto deduct for some of them. Uh, so it's not enough... Yes, you need your credit report. Yes, you need to know your credit score. And now you need to say, all right, what can I do to improve it? So let's go into some specific things uh, besides checking and making payment reminders, reducing debt. Uh, reducing debt is one of the strongest things you can do. Uh, Susie Orman, who's, again, my main quotation source this morning, also said, just because you can afford it doesn't mean you should buy it. If you're going to just put it onto a credit card bill um, and then you're not going to get around to paying it off at the end of the month, that's not good planning. She also said, make this the year that you tackle the credit card debt once and for all. And then finally she said, get rid of debt now. So those are really important things. But let's come and talk about payment history for a minute. Um, actually, um, we've talked a little bit about payment history, so I want to go on from payment history. If you've missed payments, get current and stay current. Um, make sure that you know that if you pay off a collection account, let's say it's not going to remove it off your credit report, it will stay on your credit report for seven years. I don't want to forget also that if you're having trouble making ends meet, uh, see a credit counselor, a legitimate credit counselor. If you are check-to-check -check or... Uh, you know, possibly even worse than check-to-check, -check, and you have student loans, call your student loan company and let them know that you're having some difficulty paying your student loans right now, and they can actually give you a deferment in almost 
every single case. So that way you can get caught up with some other bills. You will, you know, it's not being forgiven, the payments. You will have to pay for them, but they'll be tacked on to the end of the, your loan instead of, you know, paying for them now. So call your student loan company uh, or your uh, student loan uh, uh, debt collector, if that's the case, and let them know that you just can't make the payments right now. And in most cases, they will let you make a deferment so you can get caught up with your other bills. And by the way, if you have a serious problem, uh, one of the companies that we've had on the past on the radio show is American Credit Counseling Service. Uh, they're located in Plainville. Uh, we've got information on how to contact them. It's a 100% free service to help you manage your credit card debt. Uh, work out a payment plan for you. Yeah. So it, with those people, with mm -hmm. those debt, uh, you know, companies, keep in touch with them. That's the biggest thing because it's not going to go away for years and years and years. If you have a bill that you haven't paid and it's gone to collection and you're just ignoring it, it's not going to go away for a long time, and it really is uh, heavily affecting your credit score in a negative way. So get in touch with that debt collection company and work out a payment plan with them. They will be willing to work with you and you'll feel so much better about it, having that debt eventually paid off and increasing your credit score uh, by quite a bit by not just ignoring it. I guess the most important message I'd like to give today, Pete, would be the fact that there's always a solution. There's always something you can do. If you have a serious problem, you can file bankruptcy. If you have an in-between problem that can be worked out with credit counseling, we'll be happy to refer you to American Credit Counseling Service. For the average person, if you're looking to improve your credit generally and your credit score, uh, we can help you and send you these reports. One thing that I do want to mention, just because I don't know that we'll get back to it, uh, is that if you are in a position to purchase a house, uh, there is no better time than right now. I, I want to caution you to make sure that you can afford the monthly mortgage payments. I don't want to see you buy something in a year or two later having a foreclosure. Uh, but if it's something that you think that you can afford a monthly mortgage payment, right now the, um, the lenders are being very generous with their credit scores that they're approving people on. Um, as low as 580, a lot of lenders, wow. which is a very you know mediocre at best credit score. Uh, that because there's a lot of people who are no longer refinancing because the refinancing uh, craziness has been going on over the past few years, so a lot fewer people are coming through the doors and refinancing. So they've lowered their credit score uh, almost across the board with every lender to as low as 580, as well as interest rates uh, are going to be at an all-time low. Um, and the only unfortunate thing is that there's not a ton of inventory out there, at least in a lot of the markets around here. So if you think you can afford it, if it's something you've been thinking about doing for a while and you know that you can afford the monthly mortgage payment, then you should really look into it at this time. Okay, that's a good tip, Pete. And in fact, I was going to talk about the same thing a little bit later, so I'm glad that you did right now on mortgages. They look at your DTI index, which is um, a debt-to-income ratio but you don't need a high credit score necessarily to be able to buy a house. And it is very, very recent, as Peter mentioned, that uh, FHA-approved loans are down as low as 580 on a credit score right now. It's a good time to buy if you can afford it, if you have down payments, and if you've got a decent credit history. Um, so how can we pick up our credit scores, Pete? Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, let's talk for a minute about the amount of debt and the debt ratio, for example. I've mentioned this before. If you happen to have a uh, a credit card that has a two thousand dollar credit available, for example, but you have 
$1,500 that you have used of the available credit, uh, that's too high. And that impacts your credit score. If you can get that down below 50% or even down ideally below 30%, so maybe you've got $500 as a balance that you carry in and $1,500 of available credit, that will pop your score back up, and that'll do so within roughly a 60-day period of time. And the way to do that is you don't have to pay it all at once. Uh, not many people can do that. But instead of, say, your minimum, minimum uh, monthly payment on your credit card is $50, instead of paying $50 every month, pay $75. You know, you're really not going to miss that extra $25, and it's going to uh, lower the actual uh, balance on your credit card. It might take a little while to do that. So if you can make a $100 payment every month, then you're really going to be in better shape. We've got some charts that actually show how long things on your credit report uh, will remain there. Um, in most cases, it's going to be seven years. But you can have literally gone through bankruptcy. You can have gone through foreclosure. You can have sold your house under a, um, what do they call the workout situation? I've lost the name all of a sudden. Short sale? Short sale. If you've done a short sale, uh, if you did a short sale and the bank didn't lose any money, uh, that's about three years that'll be carried on your credit report. If the bank lost money in a short sale, it's about seven years it'll be carried on your credit report. But the point is, you can have gone through even a bankruptcy and still rebuild your credit. So if you have a good credit score, you can get loans faster. Credit decisions will be more fair. Um, credit mistakes that are made don't count for much. And the most important reason to get your credit report is because many times there's errors on the credit report. And you can correct those errors and plan on about 60 days for that to happen. But if you have a mistake in your credit report and you get it fixed and you can demonstrate that it's an error, your credit score is going to go up. That's, Automatically. Yep. And, what, and how you do that is you have to send a letter to the company that is saying that you owe this or that you didn't pay this. And uh, they have to either come up with proof that, no, in fact, you do owe it, or if they can't or if they ignore it, then it automatically is discharged from your credit score or your credit report. So let me give you a couple of facts and fallacies or myths about credit scores. A score determines whether or not I get credit. Not necessarily, but it's now used for most credit decisions that are made. Um, will a poor score haunt me forever? No, just the opposite is true. So a lot of people are discouraged and they think, oh, I've got a low credit report, I'm never going to get a loan or a mortgage approved. That's not the case at all. But you need to do something very actively. You need to have a plan to improve your credit score. There's somebody at the office who has been working for a couple of years on increasing her credit score because she would like to purchase a house. And at least once a month she tells me, Credit Karma's telling my score is now X and you know, it's it's going up and up and up and she's thrilled she's working at it and that's what you sure. have to do. You have to work at it. Yeah, you have to. Um, a lot of people think that credit scoring is unfair to minorities. This is not the case at all. Uh, scoring credit scores consider only information that appears on your credit report. So factors like gender, race, nationality, marital status are not included in FICO scores. A lot of what I've been talking about, you know, comes from uh, my own personal uh, stories. And one of the things I will tell you is that I had a pretty good credit score. This is probably going back about 10 years ago. And I asked for an increase on one of my credit cards. And they denied me because they said I didn't make 
enough of a payment. Hmm. In other words, I think at the time it was $75 a month that I was supposed to pay, and I was paying $90 a month. Well, they wanted me to be paying, you know, like $125 a month. So even though my payment history was perfect with them, never a day late, usually early, and always more than the minimum balance, because it wasn't enough to be bringing my balance down, they denied me the credit increase. So what happens if you apply for new credit cards? Will that lower your score? Um, well, if it does, it won't be very much, uh, with a couple of exceptions. If all of a sudden you're answering all these offers that appear in the mail and you're applying for a bunch of new credit cards, yes, that will have impact because it will show up on your credit report that you've made a number of inquiries about getting some new credit. So what are the minimum requirements for a FICO score? You have to have at least one account open for six months. If you have no cards, no credit, nothing, you have no FICO score. Uh, so you have to have some credit. Um, at least one account has to have been reported to the credit bureaus in the last six months, and you have to be alive. <laughs> Are you sure? No indication of being deceased on your credit report. Oh, One of the things that is very important, is, and I forgot to mention this until now, is if your credit score is very low and you can't uh, obtain a regular credit uh, card to start building your credit back up again. There are companies out there, and you can find these on Credit Karma also. When you go on Credit Karma, they'll give you a score, and then they will also give you recommended credit cards that you can probably apply for and most likely get approved for. But if your credit score is very low and you're not going to uh, get approved for a traditional credit card, you can actually pay uh, some credit card companies $200. They'll give you a credit card and with that $200 balance on there, and you can start working on building your credit back. So make sure that you pay on time, make sure that you pay extra, and after a year or so, your credit score is going to increase, and they're actually going to give you a regular credit card uh, with an increased balance. So if you've had credit problems, if you have had poor scores, poor credit reports, what you need to do is just to get a little smart about a few things, and you can really make a big, big difference. Uh, what you want to do is you want to have a game plan. And the game plan is you want to, number one, educate yourself. Get some of the information, either yourself online or call our office at uh, 508-998-8858. And we'll be happy to send you some information. You need to educate yourself. Then you need to set up an actual plan. You need to keep tabs on your credit and see what's happening. Uh, even if you have filed bankruptcy in the past, you can still improve your report. You can end up um, buying a house. I've had people that have filed bankruptcy for you know two years earlier, but they then continue to make regular payments on regular expenses. Bankruptcy and divorce certainly can really, really affect your credit score, and there are ways to improve it and get it back up again. And by the way, if you're thinking about getting married, it's always a good plan to know what the other person's FICO score is and what their credit report is. Um, I think it's a fair thing to exchange because you're going to be putting your finances together. But um, late payments, so pay on time. I would say do that in a way, though, that doesn't cause you to not have the marriage to happen in the first place. <laughs> well, if that's the case, maybe the marriage shouldn't happen in the first place. How about that one? <laughs> But no, once you have two people, and by the way, your credit score is not impacted by the credit score of your spouse. Everybody has their own individual credit score. That's uh, very important to know. So how much of your credit card do you utilize? Very, very important. 
You know, uh, Pete and Phil, there's so much information that we don't even have time to get to, but hopefully we've covered some of the basics. And we really want to stress the overwhelming importance of knowing your credit report, get your free credit reports, knowing your credit score, and then saying, okay, I want to improve my credit score. What are some of the specific things that I can do? You can sit down with Peter, Peter Lance. You can sit down with me, Ray Lance, and we can create a little plan for you and say, if you do the following things within anywhere from a 30 to 60-day period, you're going to see an immediate impact on your credit score. So if you're thinking about buying a house in the fall, you're concerned about your credit score, create a plan. Let's, let's find out what your credit score is, and let's, let's show you how you can improve it. And I think we should do a uh, devote an entire show to car buying, because I think that we have enough information about how to plan ahead for that and, and personal stories of our own car buying experiences that we could do an entire show and, and help some people out. Oh, I can remember absolutely the first car I bought. Uh, every 200 miles, I had to put a quart of oil in it. I carried a fi- I literally I carried <laughs> I carried a five gallon can of Oilsome because I worked for Oilsome that summer. And oh wow, we have something in common. I used to have a case of oil in the back seat. You know yep. the kids. Oh my gosh. Yep. No, I think that's a good plan. We'll do that. You know, what I'd like to do today, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We only have a few minutes left. I'd like to just give some recognition to a gentleman who died uh, this past week. Uh, Ken Machado, Kenneth Machado, certified public accountant. He gave years and years of service to this community, impacted the lives of thousands of people. And I just want to say to Ken and his family, rest in peace. You did a wonderful job. Stay tuned next week to MoneyWise, and we'll be bringing you some more information that will be helpful to you and your family. Mm-hmm.